Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Haddock Podcast on this uh, ninth day of August 2018. We're here with our co-host, uh, Jay Basser, and our guest speaker today is Elizabeth Turner Law, uh, Veterans uh, uh, Law, uh, here in the Missouri area. And she'll be logging in here momentarily. Uh, hope she gets logged in. <laughs> so how are you doing today, John? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, good. Clouded up. I think it's sprinkled a little. We got a bunch of bad thunderstorms out here. Oh, so far, okay. Not not enough uh, moisture to mount to anything. A lot of thunder and lightning. Well, that's good. Stay at home, stay away. I mean, it's a dangerous place there in the four corners you live, you know. Yeah. All that tornado alley. Well, yeah, yeah, it sure draws them in here for whatever reason. The only thing that's fell out of the sky here today has been bird feces. <laughs> no, man. Well, it's been falling here, but it just comes down as dust. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah it's supposed to start raining in. At least we're not having to deal with them fires like they are out in California. That is a heck of a deal. Well, you put uh, you put forty million people out there in a compacted area like that, and they use all the water up. And that's what that's what you're going to get. A bunch of fires. Yes, I believe Elizabeth has made it. Uh, well, let's see if I can hello, put her in. There she goes. Liz, Elizabeth, the online here. I'm here. Are you there? <laughs> okay. Yes, this is Gerald. And uh, John Stacy, uh, he's my co-host. And Hi. So, yeah, we're pretty anxious here to see what kind of veterans programs you do have uh, there. Uh, do you have a lot of veterans in the area that you work with here in Joplin? Oh, I I, I have a ton of veterans in the area, and I have offices in J- 
Joplin, Neosho, Cassville, and Nevada, Missouri. And um, we've had veterans come from all over the state to come see us to handle their claims or their appeals. Well, we've had, how's that um, working out? Oh, it's, it's working out great. We've had, um, I had a free veterans clinic last October, and all the work that I do for the veterans is free. And so I don't charge anything. The VA does allow us to charge for certain things, but I chose not to because my husband's a veteran and I have other veterans that are near and dear, and I feel like uh, it's something I can give back to veterans that have fought so hard for our freedom. So um, it's worked out great. We've, we hosted that free veterans event. It's a free clinic in my Neosho office in October of last year, and we had quite a few come in, and it's kept us pretty busy. And um, we've had a lot of veterans come in trying to various things with helping get paper, certain paperwork that they haven't been able to procure on their own from the VA or from, you know, whichever branch of the military that they've needed things from and just helping with maybe getting more disability um, and, you know, a higher compensation. Well, that's a wonderful deal you're doing there, Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> you know, they have that pro bono. Uh, what is that, Nova or one of them there, John? Do you remember? Well, matter of fact, I used them last. It's Nova. It's a, it's a what do you call it? It's in Villa Fee, isn't it? It's like a... It's the same bunch, I guess, that goes to get the VA certification for your claims, you know, become certified mm. with your agent or an attorney. Yeah, and there's, um, I mean, well, there's the DAV and there's some other people, um, because you can do it through a, an agent, through the VA, or through somebody who's certified. And there's not a lot of attorneys that are certified. Um and there's a list of them because you have to um, be certified through the Department of Justice, and there's a list of them, I think, mm-hmm. on their website. Yeah, that's a it's pretty it's a pretty pretty hard process to do actually. I mean, there's a you know you have to go through a, a long lengthy uh, documentation process, and then I guess you have to have uh, so three or four, I think three recommendations from somebody that's, uh, you know, upstanding in the community or whatever, you know, that you know that knows you. And it's a, you know, it can take, it could take up to, I'd say, a year or two to even get, you know, if that's just for an agent. An attorney is probably a bit different, you know, because you guys have got a little upper hand because you guys know a little more about the law than, and, you know, of course, veterans' law is a different law itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, they, they have us do um, at least, three hours of continuing legal education every year Mm -hmm. on veterans programs and different things that affect the veterans so that, you know, we can stay certified. And it's good because, I mean, there's some people that maybe don't want the disability benefits and maybe are dealing with some retirement or some other compensation Mm -hmm. from the VA and they're getting a divorce or, you know, there's something else going along with that that we can actually help out with legally Mm-hmm. where a lot of attorneys just they don't ever touch the VA stuff because they don't know anything about it and um you know they're not certified and so they may not have gotten the best deal in a divorce situation mm-hmm. or, or something that's probably the best example yeah i mean it's, 
I see a lot of issues too, like but you know, especially veterans going through divorces and, and stuff like that. You know, there, of course, now you know the veterans' money is protected by law. You open creditors, so it's kind of it's kind of a different scenario, you know. And of course, I've seen in the past we had a lot of issues on the vets that were getting divorced and had to pay child support, you know, and they were all upset at arms that they had to pay it, and that was a that caused us a big hassle once did it, Gerald. No, yes, it did. People didn't want to pay their child support, yeah. and uh, or claim they did, and then the VA yeah. went ahead and attached their checks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if they ever attached a, uh, a comp check for uh, on a divorce for alimony or something like that. I think mm-hmm. most all of them I've heard about was uh, child support. Yeah. Well, that's the government basically the only reason. I mean, so, but if a person, you know, if you have children and, you know, and you get through divorce like that, it's still your responsibility to take care of that child that gets 18 years old or whatever until it gets old enough to fend for itself. So, Absolutely. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So that's my my two cents on it, you know. Some might feel different, but, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you got to put the children first. So... So um, that was a big blow. We, <laughs> yeah, we also have um, in in Jasper County, Missouri, they have a veterans court. It's a veterans treatment court. Have, have you guys heard about that? No. So um, it's a really it's a really good service for maybe people who were in the military. Um, it can also be reserve um, National Guard that get themselves in some type of trouble of some kind or need some type of treatment, either mental health or substance abuse or something. And um, they set up basically where they make them accountable. It's a six-month participation where they go through an orientation and, and a training, and they get a mentor to kind of help them out. Um, and it's somebody who is a veteran, which is great. So they hook them up with a veteran. And um, there's a screening policy on it, but it really helps them not get caught into the legal system, like the criminal legal system, um, or, you know, substance abuse issues. And it really helps them out a lot. So it's a huge thing for this area. Well, yes, it would be. Uh now, do they help with the claims uh, process at all? You know, that's a really good question, and I don't think that they do. I think they just help them um, with treatment, but uh-huh. that's something that um, the like administrator... Like if you got a uh, D, DWI or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah they put them into substance abuse or counseling or you know something along those mm-hmm. lines. But that that's actually something that uh, maybe I should talk to the treatment coordinator for and see about us maybe partnering with them on helping them out with their claims. Oh, that'd be wonderful. It'd be good. Uh, yeah, because 
you know, in this area, we all have to deal with St. Louis, and and uh, I don't know how much you've dealt with St. Louis, but there, there's quite a bunch up there. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with them a little bit, so. <laughs> now, do they have um, the treatment courts there for the veterans and stuff, you know? That I don't know. Uh I've heard about this veterans court, and I always thought it was a great idea um, uh, in different areas. I wasn't aware they had one here in Joplin. I guess I need to uh, pay more attention to what's going on in my own area. Uh, <laughs> Seems like we're all well, over the we're all over the country. <laughs> well, it's it's fairly new. It's definitely new. So, um, uh, but assisting veterans uh, with the claims process because, uh, you know, as you know, most veterans are really lay people when it comes to claims, and and uh, they just become totally overwhelmed with them. They don't understand the paperwork, uh, and. A lot of the paperwork now, uh, the forms that you have to deal with uh, can be quite challenging for a veteran. Uh, and it's someone that could assist them with that, like your DBQs and what have you. Yes, and that's something uh, that we, we try to do. Um, I can tell you that... Um, we help pretty much the entire process throughout the entire process. And um, some of the information that I have learned along the way about kind of the appeals process and um, some of the timelines for appeals are, are sometimes a little um, liquid, I guess. You know, you can, even though if they say it's a certain time frame, you can actually um, submit things a little bit later and that's something that a lot of veterans probably wouldn't know. Like you said, you, you get overwhelmed by all the paperwork and all the rules and um, regulations and stuff. But um, I do know that there's things that we can do to help whenever we're filing or helping out with an appeal that um, certain language that we can put in that mm -hmm. I've learned from other attorneys that have been doing this for a very, very long time. Um, certain language you can put in that will actually give them a higher percentage of disability and, you know, then get them more compensation, which is nice. So um, there's certain things to kind of look for. And I know there's something else that I've run into with a lot of veterans. They've been concerned because they can't, they can't find certain records or maybe – you know, the military, they can't get it from the military, it's destroyed because it's too old or, you know, whatever. But uh, one of the things that you can do is you can kind of piece that stuff together for the VA and submit it. And um, I, I don't know if you, if you guys, maybe everybody already knew this, but it's something that uh, we were kind of talking about the other day that, you know, if if you say that you actually spent some time somewhere that maybe isn't quite documented, if you have anyone else that spent time there with you 
maybe get them to write a statement, or if you have some photographs at all, any photographs or um, any statements that you made to somebody when you came back from being overseas, uh, you can submit that stuff to the VA with your claim, even though maybe the military doesn't have those records. You can submit all that stuff together, and they can still actually apply that to your disability rating, which is nice. Well, one thing we've found, uh, if you're referring to your uh, CFA or claims folder, is that uh, many times they're not correct, uh, especially when it comes to medical records. They only copy, uh, see, when you're in the service, they're two-sided. And uh, the VA, when you ask for your claims folder, it'll come out, they only uh, print off uh, one side, not double, uh, not the double side. Matter of fact, it took me years to get both sides of my claim, my medical records. And uh, uh, so uh, veterans that do get there, whether it's on a disc, uh, they're trying to put everything on disc now, uh, or in hard paper, be, be certain that uh, you get both sides of those medical records because you won't believe what's on the back side of them, a lot of them. It's data that you you need to help with your claims a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. You end up missing that crucial information. And I know they were trying to scan in a lot of the documentation, and they've been doing that for a while. Um, but there's still a ton out there that they either can't find or we've had them even send it to us, and it's not legible. Um and so, yeah, you have to kind of piece it together to get to the VA so that you can actually legitimize the claim. But I, I think it's nice how they have kind of streamlined some of the process. It's better than it used to be, at least. Uh, true, yes, it is. Uh, however, if they get a little sloppy and they're transferring from uh, hard copies over to the desk, uh, then you run into some major problems. Like I went through five discs on my claims folder to get a one that was halfway decent. I mean, close. It wasn't actual, but it was about as close as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So a, a veteran shouldn't have to go through that much, and that it's a big fight get, getting them to rewrite those desks or rework them. Well, that's what makes the, you know, the DBQs so nice so that you can actually <clears throat> go to your own health care provider and um, get some of that information, but the service time, that's the that's the part because, I mean, there's certain things that you're going to get a higher rating for if you, you know, spent time overseas during, you know, a war. Um, mm-hmm. And some of that stuff is like what you're referring to that, 
you know, they just don't, they don't have it or it's illegible or it's one-sided and it just doesn't help anybody out. So that's when it comes to a lot of work. And I've seen veterans that have said it's just easier for me just not even to do a, a claim because, you know, the amount of time it takes. And then some of them that have PTSD pretty bad, I mean, they have to put in there with some major specificity about their incidents that cause them PTSD and in many ways it does reaffect them, you know, and so it's I know it's it's probably fairly emotional for a lot of veterans to go through this process. So it is nice having somebody to help them and I'm glad that so many different people are able to help them with their claims. Uh yes. But uh you have to be able to go through your claims folder and say, I believe this is correct, or say, I feel like something's missing. If it isn't, you can get a new claims folder and updated one, but uh, it's tough to do. Uh, you have to go through a big rigmarole. Uh like I say, I had to do it five times, and uh, mm. I got <laughs> claims this all over the place. And um, it's just sloppy workmanship, or I don't know what it is, incompetency or something. But you well, have to go read to that desk and have a general idea, is this... Is this correct? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that um, discourages some of the veterans from even filing a claim because of how difficult it is? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've seen a lot of veterans. I've been doing this for quite a few years. We've seen a lot of veterans just throw up their hands and say, you know, uh, this is, I can't do this. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, everything, everything I do, they say is wrong. <laughs> you know, they just throw up their hands and give up. I don't know how many, but there's a, a, a larger percentage that do just throw up their hands and quit than you'd realize, as well as veteran spouses where they could carry on the veteran's claim. Uh, a lot of veterans' spouses just say they don't want to pool with it. Right, and I think that's something else that is important, that the spouses can can also get benefits. And, you know, we they miss out on that a lot of the times. I try to, everybody that comes through my doors, anytime I talk to them, I ask them if they're a veteran. Or if there's a widow in there, I ask, you know, was your husband a veteran? And just try to get some information to be able to maybe help them. And I'm surprised at how many of them are veterans and haven't actually ever filed a claim. And I ask them, well, did you did you have any injuries during the war, during the time that you served? Or, you know, um, just a bunch of questions, and, and most of them, have numerous things that they complain of and, you know, just never have, have gone through the process because it just seems so time-consuming and difficult. 
yes, overwhelming, and and they don't know. They have to learn the five elements of the claim, and if they don't know that, they they don't have a nexus letter. Uh, they need the IMO from a doctor many times, and uh, there's, you know, if they just say, I'm following the claim for a stubbed toe or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that's usually not going to get them anywhere. They have to show a nexus and how it affects them and mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of things. And it's helpful if you have a doctor write a, a uh, IMO for you or something. And then they they've started using these DBQs and like you say, I found the best way to use them is go to your primary care team. And as a matter of fact, the last DBQs I sent in was prepared by my uh, primary care team, even though it took them forever. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times doctors won't. They won't fill them out for you. They'll just make a check mark here and there and then sign it. Yeah, and I, like you said, you have to have that nexus between the the disability and the service to actually get the claim, and I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Yes, and you need a doctor's IMO to back that up. And these are showing your medical records, and uh, you need to have a doctor's statement to back it up. Mm-hmm. And I know um, they they passed the it's the Veterans Appeals Improvement and Modern, Modernization Act, 2017, and what that did supposedly is it's going to improve you know the appeals process so that it doesn't take 7 years anymore to get a final answer on a, on an appeal that you've you've processed um and they've kind of set up a whole new system for doing the appeals uh did did you guys know about that or have you heard about it yes uh, you familiar with the ramp program what do you say the rent program Ramp. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're using that. Uh, some are. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with that program that they come up with. It's supposed to help speed these claims through. Uh, although I haven't seen much difference because we have a lot of veterans that come to the Had It website, HadIt.com. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if you got to read through that much, some of them statements uh, about different claims and what have you. But uh, I don't believe we've seen too much success out of that yet. However, that's still pretty new. Yeah, it's still new, and I know they said that... Um... They have additional options that become implemented in, I think it's February 2019 or so, that 
uh-huh. it's going to take, I think they did it in different stages, and so they're trying to implement it um, a little bit slower than I'm sure everybody would like. So I'm sure after that, after once it actually gets implemented fully, then it's going to take a while to maybe see the, the changes. Um, but it's definitely needed. Like I said before, they'd say, you know, it was a certain amount of time for your appeal, and then they would give you a ton more time, and nothing was very clear when it came to that. Um, because you actually could file out of time, and that's kind of what would drag it out for so long, too, sometimes, um, what? other than the fact that it's the government. Well, you can request an extension. Usually they'll give you two or three extensions uh, because I've asked for extensions before and I got them. If you don't feel you can meet your deadline, uh, just notify them ahead of time and ask for a extension on it. And they've been pretty good anyway with me they have uh, on extensions. So... That way you don't run to the end of the line, and and uh, sometimes they're very strict, and sometimes they're, like you say, they'll let you slide through. Mm-hmm. But in the in the Joplin area. Uh, how many veterans are you working with totally? Do you have any idea? Oh, I'd say right now, because I only have myself and another um, a paralegal that's been helping me, and I just got another attorney certified in my office. So we haven't been able to take a ton of them because it, it takes a while to work on them, but I'd say we've got about 30 to 40 that we're helping right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I'd like to, I have six attorneys total, and I'd like to get them all certified. Um, that way they can they can help people too, and if each of us can handle so many, then, um, you know, we can handle more, more veterans. Well, it is time-consuming, so, and it takes forever, it seems like, on a... Uh, it does claim, claims and appeals, uh, but so I would say probably one out of two people that I speak with are veterans that um, end up coming to me to help them with something. So we've got quite a few, um, but like you said, it is time-consuming, and I, I definitely want to keep it free where I can help them for free. Um, because that's that's important to me, but do you take donations? Uh, uh, you know, people donate uh, funds to help with the veterans program you have. Well, you know, I haven't, um, and that's something I guess I could think about at some point to even set up a separate <clears throat> veterans um, office for me, maybe. To help people, um, because when we did the the free veterans clinic last October, um, we had some other services people that offered other services show up wanting to help the veterans, and we talked about uh, setting up a veterans court in Newton County, where Neosho is, and um, 
it was it was very successful. It was very busy, and I would like to do that more. It's just hard having the time to do it. So, yeah, I've never thought about that. I don't take donations for it, um, but maybe that's something I could I could look at in the future. Well, yes, because I would assume you you're out. Uh, well, your time for one thing, and then your materials. Uh, uh, different things. Uh, I know ink for copiers are high dollar. Um, mm-hmm. All sorts of things there that you could utilize the funds for. <clears throat> Even if it's having somebody full time that's able to help with processing everything and getting the appeals together, um, you know, and maybe that that would help speed things along for them which would be wonderful to you. Yes. Now, is Chase your paralegal? Chase, Chase is one of my legal assistants, yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, yes, he sounds nice. Um, he is a very... So he would make a good one. He would make uh, a great one. He He actually wants to become an attorney and um, just graduated from college and uh, went to Cornell and wants to go change the world. So he's excited about that. And <laughs> well, I hope he does. I hope he does, too. I'm hoping <laughs> his time with me will um, be beneficial and kind of teach him some stuff. So, yeah, I'd love for Chase to come back as an attorney and, and to help do some of the VA stuff. Uh, the VA stuff, uh, it's so important. My lands, uh, you're talking about people, actually they're defenseless. I mean, they they don't know where to turn most of the time. And, and if we can get the word out, uh, like uh, hadit.com, she was start, mm-hmm. it was started by Teresa Aldridge. Uh, and uh, she's been doing it, I think, over 20 years now. Uh, and it's all, you know, not for profit, all volunteer. And uh, we got over 18,000 members there. And uh, we put all of our shows, all of our podcasts in the archives. I don't know if you got to listen to any of them or not. I did. Uh, but, I did. Oh, did you? Uh, yep, I did a had, little bit. We had one last week with Dr. Bash. He writes IMOs. And uh, if you can find some doctors that can write IMOs, uh, he writes an excellent one. There's another doctor, Dr. Bartell, down in uh, Texas there. Uh, he wrote one for me. Uh, he's an Agent Orange specialist. He was a doctor in the military, and he was an Agent Orange specialist. He writes a good IMO. Uh, but uh, Dr. Batch, he, he writes a... Excellent IMO. So, if you can get some attorneys, I could 
send you a copy of his, let you review it, and get an idea how he writes them. They're extremely well written. And uh, yeah, I would, he'll, I would he'll, he'll back them up, too. Well, that's great. That's I'd great. love to I'd have, love that. To have I, that. What's so I, sad about it, whenever I, looked, whenever I looked, looked online to see, to see um, how many other attorneys many other in this area, area were certified, and, and they, they had maybe two people two around the Joplin around area that were certified, that were certified. And, and the other closest, the other closest people, were people were in Kansas City, St. Louis, and maybe a little bit in the eastern part of the state. Yes, there's not hardly any around the Joplin area here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know my, I know my husband, husband, he was in the 101st Airborne Infantry Division, and he did two tours in Iraq in 2003 and 2005. Mm-hmm. And he was out of the military, I think it was 2007. And he's just now getting around to doing his claims and he was in oh. the sulfur fire over there and oh, has had all sorts of issues yeah oh. and just like what we were talking about with how it seems so difficult and time consuming and confusing um he just never wanted to until i became va certified and i'm able to help him now uh, those exposure issues are extremely difficult. I was in a project uh, uh, called Project 112 Shad, and this was back in the 60s where the military was testing chemical and biological warfare agents. And uh, whenever you're dealing with exposure issues, the BA sure do not like you. <laughs> they will exactly. do anything to to keep them uh, awarding a a uh, service connection on exposure issues. Now, if he was around the burn pits, uh, they got it pretty bad. They got it real mm-hmm. bad. And uh, yeah, even he, if they had protective suits on, uh, you can't help but get some sort of even minute particles. This is really deadly stuff. It don't take much to really nail you. Uh, so I can I can see a rough road for him. Yeah, they He's got um, to know are just the names now of the agents that they was there. Mm-hmm. They were well. They're just now they're recognizing, just now recognizing it. it, and and that doesn't even that mean that they're actually going to recognize, recognize it financially, financially in any way. In any way. But, but they're at least recognizing that it happened and that there were soldiers exposed to it. So that's a start. I know they denied a lot of exposures, you know, from way back when. So. Um, it's definitely concerning because they've they've had numerous soldiers come forward with all sorts of pulmonary issues and and other problems. Uh, that's right, and they're going to have a lot more because as time moves on, they're going 
because uh, everyone's immune system's a little bit different, and they all got hit. Uh, you know, it's I think they call it getting bit. Uh, they get a different amount of exposure. See, so then you got a long stretched out period where uh, veterans are continuously coming down sick. And they're coming down not with one one ailment. They'll have numerous ailments, and it's a complex situation. And the VA just don't want to touch it. It's a, it, uh, as far as compensation, it, it's a costly affair for the VA. It, it is very costly, and that's why I say, you know, it's better for them to go ahead and file the claim initially and then be able to work through it and get the doctors and, you know, as you progress and get worse or, like you said, sometimes the symptoms don't come across until later on because everybody's immune systems are different. And, you know, it's better to go ahead and have the claim filed so at least you have that date when you filed it. Um, yes, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to get some, uh, make your uh, doctors, like he has a doctor here in Joplin, make them aware of your exposure issues because this changes it a lot in your health care. Uh, locally and uh, to where in our test uh, we were exposed to VX, VX modified mustard agent herbicides radiation and uh, uh, I don't know what all, a bunch of things but the BA, it's taken them years to come forward and say, yes, you were exposed to these issues, to these uh, agents. Where he's dealing with the burn pits, he's not going to know what agents. And you mix them agents together, and you got a nightmare. Right, because I know they. Well, they said that they they had sulfur dioxide and I think hydrogen sulfide or something. And, of course, like you said, a ton of other things that could be mixed in with all that. Yes. And that's kind of what kind of deal we had. But it took years to get them to admit that they used these agents. With him, he he don't know, and the government probably comes closer to knowing than anyone because you can take be certain that they took samples of their samples and and then they know from the different helmets that veterans are showing up with uh, neurological problems, respiratory problems. Uh, it'll probably be heart issues, a lot of heart issues, um, neuropathy, uh, my lands, less can go on, cataracts, uh, 
it's going to be hard. So quicker he gets after it and more serious. I, I don't know if I've ever owned up to it. I've heard that they had mustard agent and BX both in the burn pits. But uh, I had a doctor that was there. Uh, chemi- he was in the chemical corps. He was one of them that went in there and inspected before they destroyed some of them dumps, uh, munition dumps. And uh, uh, I think he might have passed on now, but I uh, I don't remember his name, but I have, it'll be in the archives. We had him on here. And... Uh, it, it was bad. I mean, they've lost a lot of them already had passed on. <clears throat> well, it's kind of similar kind to of similar when, when the first responders the first at 9-11, 9/11. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want to say for a while that there was an issue. And, you know, there really is an issue with breathing in all the building materials and who knows what else was, was released in there with jet fuel and other stuff. It's just well, so damaging to your body. Cause all sorts of damages, and you've mm-hmm. seen the way those people looked. My yeah. lungs, they yeah. sucked in a lot of poison. Yeah, so, they had that problem here in Joplin after the tornado too. Yes, they did. Yeah, so. that tornado it put me in the hospital for respiratory uh, problems, and. Uh, so, yeah, it was bad. And I'm just about three blocks from where the old St. John's was. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I had needles and x-rays and all kinds of stuff in the yard. But... Uh, so you look to continue on with your practice here, and uh, so you're going to add more uh, more offices. Yeah, well, I probably well, will, I probably will, like a crazy, like woman, a crazy I am. woman I am. So, so I, uh, I uh, I'm still cert- I'm, I'm still, still, um, still licensed in, in Virginia, Virginia, and, and I do take I cases do there. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, And so eventually I'll probably probably spread out from Missouri all the way to Virginia, Virginia. would be my guess. (laughs) Oh, my lands. You are asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you go to uh, the regional offices uh, and meet with the DROs or anything? You know, I haven't you know, yet, I haven't and, and I would like to. Would like to. That's something I That's definitely, something need, I definitely to do. need to do. Well, you should get your chance. So you've been doing that all by mail so far, or fax. I like to use well, that fax. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Online, too. Online, too. Yeah, uh, 
I met with the DRO several times up in St. Louis. Each time I lay there pretty, pretty angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, last time I met there, uh, when I got home from St. Louis, I had a denial in my <laughs> mailbox. And they just met like nothing going on. They had sent it out a day or two before. So that there, that gets your dander up, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to go ahead and continue continue doing what I'm doing doing with the veterans veterans and and maybe even come up with with a better way to do it that's even more helpful to them. And, you know, if I need to partner with people or, you know, set up some type of nonprofit or something like that, then I definitely want to do it because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I don't think that there's enough training for, like, mental health professionals and some other people in dealing with veterans when it comes to the 96-hour holds, the mental health holds, and, you know, some of the other things that they have to deal with, like I was talking about earlier in the criminal system. Uh I just don't know that there's enough training for people to understand, you know, the the difference between somebody who's a veteran and not a veteran. Um, There's a lot that goes into it. Oh, yes. And... uh, And there's not too many, uh, not any attorneys I know of, well, I know some in Washington, uh, that uh, do this. See, you're kind of like a pro bono uh, uh, that's doing it the way you are. Most attorneys uh, charge uh, 20% or something, and uh, plus expenses. You can add up pretty quick. Uh, so, with someone taking your approach, I think uh, you can do quite well as far as uh, donations and, and things uh, go with. Uh, creating a not-for-profit organization to work with veterans. And uh, they certainly need that. I don't know how many times we've had people call in and ask, you know, if we knew any attorneys would be good with this, that, or something else. And they just, you know, veterans didn't know which way to turn. Uh, Now, we have several guests that we have on that are, uh, they're a certified agent. They're not attorneys, but they're certified agents that are real good people. And uh, if you get a chance, you might listen to... uh, Alex Graham or uh, John Dorley. They'll be in the archives. 
Uh, they're both good people, and uh, they do a really good job for veterans. But they're they're on a fee. Uh, they do it for a fee, so. But still, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. I'm probably crazy for doing what I'm doing, but... Well, no, don't think that way. Uh, it, <laughs> it's a service that is really needed. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot of people out there that need it. Yeah, because when I first started, I didn't know of any attorneys in the area. Uh, so... In order to have a good claim, good solid claim, uh, a veteran needs someone to help them get off on the right foot. You get a claim off on the wrong foot, all messed up, and the VA, they're, they're going to throw it out the door of windows as they can. Right. That doesn't help them any. That does not help them any. And uh, getting getting the claim in, and uh, now they have this uh, claim, uh, fully developed claim. Have you worked with those? A fully developed claim? Yes, that's where you you would come in with your nexus showing Mm -hmm. uh, where... Like somebody broke their leg in the service, and now they got arthritis mm-hmm. or something. And you got a doctor's letter, uh, IMO, and and all this, where you've shown the whole works. You can send that in as a fully developed claim, and it goes through a whole lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds like it would be like wonderful, would be wonderful to, get, to get, but all the ones I've, had, ones I've had have been pretty difficult. Pretty difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I was telling you about, like, piecing together time that people were overseas or something, you know, when they can't get their records. Um, I've, I've pretty much, I think I've had all the difficult cases so far. So I would love to have a fully developed claim. That's, that's why I was kind of... Not sure what you're referring, sure you referring to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, if you can do it. Now we not had some veterans there that had it that did really good with their fully developed claims. Mm-hmm. However, they did have their nexus in their medical records, and then they had an outside doctor's IMO uh, showing that how it affected them now, and. Uh, you know, it just uh, knock on wood. So, sometimes it's there. Most time it's not there, and you don't have the information uh, available to you to be able to do one. And right. uh, a lot of cases that's true. Uh, digging that information out that you need uh, is quite a chore, as you know. Uh, have to use Freedom of Information Act and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through Washington and get 
get to be a friend of one of the under secretaries would probably be good. Uh, they can help you a lot because a lot of times these regional offices won't be very cooperative. So, well, where do you see your your uh, organization going uh, from here, Elizabeth? Well, um, I probably plan on doing something over in Kansas soon because Joplin's so close to the Kansas-Missouri border. And we have a lot of people come over from Kansas. I've had some VA people come over for help from Kansas. And so I would like to get over into Kansas some. And then after that to see where I I want to expand to. to, But I take take stuff from all over the state state of Missouri, Missouri. and I take stuff, like I said, in in Virginia. Virginia. Um, Um, But but we'll drive up to northern northern Missouri. Missouri. I've been up to Holt County. County. I've been over to the eastern part of the state. state. Um, Um, We go all over the place. We go up to St. Louis. So I'm willing to go all over. And so I think, well, right. yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So I think for, you know, the veteran you know, stuff, the stuff, I, I would like I to would figure like out a way to have a full-time opportunity to help veterans. Because right now, I'm only able to do it, you know, um, in my spare time. And I try to put time aside for it. And a lot of times I'm working on it on the weekends. But it would but be nice to actually nice have, to have that, that as a set, as a set role within role my firm. Within my firm. Or, like you or said, like what you we said, talked about, talked doing about a nonprofit, nonprofit that we're able to help people with. Because I foresee all of my attorneys becoming VA certified where they can help people. Oh, that'd be wonderful, let me tell you. Uh, because we are really lacking in this immediate area. Because it's nice if you can uh, run downtown here and talk to your attorney face-to-face. Otherwise, you're stuck always on the phone. Uh, And uh, you you can usually accomplish more if you're able to look at them eyeball-to-eyeball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Better Better face-to-face. Yes. And I'll tell you, I have interviewed some attorneys recently to kind of help grow my firm some and get them involved in the VA stuff, too. So that's good. Well, now that'll be good. Do you have any uh, attorneys over in Kentucky that you're thinking about? Uh, well, actually, uh, well, actually, funny you ask, funny you I had one, I attorney, had one attorney over in Kentucky, over in Kentucky uh, that, that was going to move here to Missouri, Missouri but remained licensed remain in Kentucky. Kentucky. And, something and something happened with her family, with her family so she had a, a personal family emergency, family and, emergency and, and, and didn't move this didn't way. Move so, this so. Uh, But there is still that, possibility, still that possibility for Kentucky for specifically. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. 
Well, as you know, there's going to be more and more (laughs) veterans require the use of an attorney, so uh, I don't see the need disappearing anytime soon. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, Elizabeth, we're about out of time. Would you give us your phone number and contact information? Uh, so uh, people can give you a call if they need to. Sure. So my office, my office is, is in, Joplin in Joplin on 32nd, on 32nd Street. It's Street. across, across from, from FFO. FFO. And the phone and number the there phone is number 417-691-8252. And oh, I, have I have offices in Neosho, Cassville, and Nevada. So if anybody needed to meet there, they can call the Joplin office and set up an appointment for one of the other offices. But I have people at the other offices all the time as well. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I'm, I really appreciate you coming on here and enlightening us. Like I say, all of our podcasts uh, go to archives, and, and later on, you know, if somebody says, well, I remember someone uh, come on the radio show there and and talk. They were from the, in Missouri there. You know, they can tune in and listen to it, to her show. And uh, uh, sometimes you, you may pick up some calls. Actually, I may call you. <laughs> I'm still fighting the VA. <laughs> You're you're more than welcome to, and I appreciate you guys having me on here. Anytime, I'm happy to. We'd be glad to have you come back on to kind of give us an update how everything's going, and we may have some new laws coming out. Uh, So we have the Blue Water Navy deal we've been watching, so... uh, I don't know if that's going to make it to the Senate or not. But well, anyway. I'd be happy to come back anytime. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. And uh, with that, this will be Gerald Cook with Jay Basser and Elizabeth Turner, our uh, Veterans Law Attorney, uh, signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.